0: Betches Media Presents. Will you suck to fix this water problem? Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. I, oh, Goodbye Kyle! At Betches. Rise and
1: shine. Hello and welcome to At Betches. I'm Sean Kilby.
0: I'm Dylan Hafer
1: I'm Sarah Levine. And we're still stuck inside together. You guys we're, <laughs> we're apart, but we're together. How are you guys doing? Hanging in there. I know.
0: Yeah, I'm doing same. okay. <laughs> a little bored, but uh, plenty of work to do. So
1: I know. Same. Actually, I I, I have to be honest with you. Staying inside is, is everyone's having a hard time right now. But my social life is thriving. I've been having so many Zoom hangouts. I'm talking to you guys right now. Usually we wouldn't even get this <laughs> opportunity to like get face to face meetings. I've been talking to my parents all of a sudden. <laughs> you are you at your parents' house right now? Is that what you're up to?
2: Yes, I sure am.
1: I heard their dog was going crazy. What's that about?
2: You just <laughs> cued him, like, on cue. Can you guys hear it?
1: Oh, my God. He's a genius. A little bit. Wow. <laughs> what, what was the dog doing, Sarah, exactly, that was delaying he... our, our, cor- our recording?
2: Just uh, someone was walking by outside. Maybe. Oh, he's That's just barking. I thought he was, like
1: freaking out like, uh, like you know, when a dog knows a her- uh, an earthquake is about to happen. I thought it was one of those. No, do
2: He just acts like an earthquake is happening anytime another dog, a person, or absolutely nothing goes by.
1: You you told us he was going nuts and Dylan said, What would Doc Antle do? Which I do think he would be my go to animal whisperer. I mean that guy rides elephants. I
2: feel like Doc Antle would euthanize him.
1: Oh that's based true. on what we've seen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if we want to follow that example.
0: Dylan, what are yeah, you doing? I didn't mean it that. I didn't <laughs> mean it literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean you can you always gotta ask yourself, Dylan, what are you doing to stay sane right now while stuck in quarantine? Um,
0: You know, watching a lot of TV, did Mm -hmm. a puzzle, um, you know, going for my little walks every day. Um, The like 40 degree weather is kind of bumming me out, though, because when I go Mm -hmm. take my walk, I'm like, it's like unpleasantly cold. So I, I, need, know. I need spring to hurry up. But um, I've, been,
1: I've been outside. Yeah, I'm th- staying
0: pretty
1: sane. Same. I've been outside three times in the last week. Uh, okay. Let's talk. What we're talking about today on at Betches, we are discussing the backlash to celebrities in this time of quarantine. There's an article in the New York Times right now called Celebrity Culture is Burning. And I couldn't agree more. And I'm here for it. Also, because there's really not much going on right now. Like literally, there's only one thing to talk about. To close out the show later on, we are going to do an, another episode of Betch Flicks with the only show that matters, Tiger King. This is your oh, yeah. second Tiger King podcast this week, Sarah. <laughs> what can I say? It, it's it on, all I want to
2: talk about.
1: You did it on true crime as well. It's all anybody is talking about. True. Um, Dylan, tell us, though, what's going on at Betches right now.
0: Okay, so we just launched a new initiative this morning. We are using our reach while keeping our distance. And so we launched the Good Influence Fund, which you can find at Good Influence Fund on Instagram. And we are directly helping those impacted by the pandemic. And so we're supporting a group of four organizations that have proven their mobilizing on the ground and have an immediate impact so you can donate to the good influence fund by going to betches.co slash donate and that's where you'll find all the information about which organizations we're partnering with and all the good stuff that we're trying to do so yeah good influence fund betches.co slash donate
1: yeah, and we have some fun stuff going on next week. There'll be more announcements about it. One of those things, there's going to be an exciting announcement that involves you, Dylan, next week. I mean, it all just ties Perhaps. together. I'm very excited about it. That is a vague tease, but it's going to be big news.
0: I will I will be... Um yeah, doing doing something next week. Yeah, Dylan's
1: doing a 48 hour live stream of him just singing <laughs> show tunes. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be it's, it's way gonna better be, than that. It's
0: going to be like that like that Katy Perry album release when she was like live streaming herself for like a week without sleeping. Speaking That's going to be me next
1: week. Speaking of celebrities live streaming themselves way too much these days, uh Sarah, let's let's this celebrity culture is burning conversation.
2: Yeah, so there's this Really interesting article in the New York Times by Amanda Hess. And basically, it's just kind of talking about how, like, we I'm trying to summarize this like, we basically love celebrities because they offer this, like, glimpse into their fabulous lives so we can live vicariously through them. Except now, everyone fucking hates celebrities because they're like, Oh, I'm so bored. I've been stuck at home in my huge mansion with my pool and my butler.
1: And also it, it does in a time like this, it's harder to swallow a a privileged person telling you to get Uh, through it. Like it's not helpful. Mm
2: -hmm. Exactly. And I mean, I feel like everyone loved those like celebrities. They're just like us columns when they were like looking like shit and going to the gas station for Cheetos but now when they're claiming that they're like us, when they obviously have it like a billion times better than us, we're just all like, fuck you. Yeah. I have and same. I love that we can come together at a time like this to hate on celebrities. <laughs> Honestly, right,
0: it's like, yeah. if I'm bored in my little New York apartment. I do not feel like Jennifer Lopez is relatable to me in that moment, no. just because she's also bored in her palace. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: Dylan, you are
0: really roughing
1: it. I know. I mean, Sarah's roughing it. She's living in, oh, I think it's a, are you, is there like a whole crew of dogs there? Are you living at the pound right nope. now, Sarah? Ju-
2: just one who is being very annoying
1: right now. <laughs> you know, I was, <laughs> I cute. Think he, I mean, listen, who, I, I would, what I wouldn't give for a dog right now. One of our coworkers, Ashley, went out and got a puppy just in time for quarantine. His name is Phoenix, and he's going to be famous.
2: He's so cute. Follow him, order of the Phoenix underscore on Instagram.
1: Yeah, he's a great follow.
2: Is it sad he's, that I memorized that? He, no, it's <laughs> not because
1: I knew it too. He is yes. already attached to her hip. I wish I had gotten a puppy right before we got stuck inside because it's too late now. Dogs are dogs are the only people that are my roommate, right
0: now. Yeah. My roommate really wants a golden retriever and he keeps talking about getting one while we're stuck inside. And I keep reminding no. him that. Our building has a weight limit of like 10 pounds for dogs.
2: Also, <laughs> so, like, I feel not, like if you're going to get a dog, choice. yeah, if you're going to get a dog right now, like maybe don't get one that needs to be outside for like 16 hours a day.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want like a tiny little lap dog. Is what Yeah, get like a teacup right
2: poodle.
3: It's their moment. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches.
1: Okay, so back to these celebrities losing their minds and everybody losing their minds over these celebrities. I think it all started, the backlash started with this Gal Gadot Imagine video. Do you guys agree? Is that when it really started to all come together?
2: Um, I think
1: so. It was so cringy I couldn't even finish the whole thing.
2: I didn't even watch it to be honest. Can you guys tell me what
0: it is about? So basically it starts out with Gal Gadot and she apparently like arranged all of these celebrities to send video clips of themselves singing parts of Imagine like the John Lennon song. And so it cuts back and forth like every line between different people. And most of them are not known as singers. Right. That appear in this video. So it's basically like all of these celebrities just awkwardly being like, No hell be the one together on (laughs) this guy. But they're just like, they're just like filming it on their phones. And it's, so it's not good. The singing is not good. It's not like a inspirational musical moment. And on top of it, it's like all of these random famous people singing this song to give us hope or something, but it's not clear what the point is. <laughs> or something. And <laughs> to be honest, it's it's like the thing that makes me cringe the most because I'm a pretty cynical person. And so I'm never gonna see a video like that and be like, oh, that's like so heartwarming and inspirational. But some people did, but I would <laughs> say that was not the majority response on social media.
1: Yeah, I think the, Well, the- this just
2: seems mm. like the time where nobody is going to praise you for any sort of slacktivism. And what the hell is that? (laughs) Like, what the hell is this singing video? What good does that do?
1: Yeah, 100%. Well, I also think, okay, people have always liked to look inside the lives and homes of famous people. This is why Keeping Up With The Kardashians is so successful. It's not just because the drama is good, but it's because their houses are nice. And I think – whatever enjoyment we got out of that before quarantine is there's an equal amount of backlash to these people trying to give us perspective from inside their mansions while we are all suffering with, and either whether it's like Sarah going and visiting with her parents with a dog who won't shut the F up or me or Dylan who are in our tiny New York city apartments and can't go outside. And then you see somebody like one of the worst is, Jennifer Lopez and I, I'm not coming for Jennifer Lopez in particular, but some of the videos from her backyard, you see that backyard and you realize it's like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, she yeah, has a it's Polish like state. you don't
2: if you live in a huge estate, like you can't complain about not being able to go outside because right. like you pro- you can, like you have a whole acre of land or whatever, like you're not suffering like you guys in your tiny Manhattan shoe boxes where like, no, literally you can't go outside.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I, not to mention her, her and A Rod's place. The the footage that I saw of it, it literally looks like the house from Parasite. Like, they're outside my house. They're outside my house, like blowing like exterminator shit, like at the beginning of that movie. And she's over here living in the Parasite house.
2: Really wishing I saw that movie. Now I'm not gonna lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not Sarah Ketchup. I'm like, I'll
0: watch I'm it like now that I'm at my to little do. walk. I'm like going for my little walk and like crossing the street if I see like. A group of people coming right can't be taking any chances i was
2: yeah i was doing that in astoria and then i was like i'm playing real life frogger and it's impossible to dodge anyone
0: i know especially the
2: nice
0: nice thing is on sunday it was like literally raining in the city and i still was like okay i have to go for a walk like i'm going crazy i didn't go outside on saturday so i walked like three miles in the rain and I don't know if that's like a sign that I'm going crazy or whatever, but it was nice because there was nobody else that out. Oh, I didn't have to like, I didn't have to like run around to avoid people. It was, it was kind of peaceful. No, that's I perfect. know.
1: Yeah. I went out that day too. And it was actually kind of nice to not have to dodge people, especially the runners. The runners love running right by you. And you're like, you have to, dodge. I know. what's oh that God. about? We need to shut down yeah. all the streets and just let people run in the streets. I'm cool with that.
2: I'm going to like, Honestly, start yelling at people for getting too close to me. (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) you should say that's very on brand for you. I could see you like telling somebody, get the fuck out of my space.
2: This was like before they put in all the laws, but I just, or like they were like, actually stay the fuck home. Like, maybe this was back when bars were like maybe at 50% capacity, probably not yet. Mm -hmm. And I just took like my yoga mat to this very secluded area outside, and this woman with her like, three kids like ran literally right in front of my yoga mat and were just like fucking around. And I'm like, you have the entire, like you have miles of space right now. Like, why do you have to be right next to me? Yeah. I almost said some shit to them, but then I was like, let me not start a fight.
1: Oh, I got to think most grocery stores are having three to four verbal altercations per day. I witnessed one. I don't know. A man moved a little child out out of the way as he tried to pass the kid and his mom flipped out at this child. I mean, I like, just kind of like nudge the kid from behind to get past in the aisle. And the mom was like, the little kid's mom was like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't touch my child. We're in a pandemic, you psycho. But that guy, I mean, he th- he's just is operating like it's n- normal. And of course, I would flip out if I were her too. This stuff must happen all the time. You went to the post office, Dylan? What are you doing at okay, a post so office? I went, to the po-
0: I went to the post office last week because I had ordered a package from Amazon and they tried to deliver it. They said they couldn't deliver it, even though I was home the entire day. So I had to go pick it up from the post office. And so when I got there, everybody was waiting in line six feet apart from each other, like very responsible citizens. And so they were like, Sarah is now being licked by, by her dog on Try camera. Try to, to shut up. Hi. Um, But so there were like two people waiting in line inside and then everybody else was out on the sidewalk because we were being socially distant. And so when I finally got inside and up to the window, some woman had skipped the line because she was just going inside to check her P.O. box, whatever. That's like allowed. You can skip the line. But in the P.O. box, I guess there was some like piece of paper that said she needed to go to the window. And so she tried to skip the whole line outside and just get in line Come on, behind like, the two people inside. And the, um, the woman behind her started screaming at her. And it went, it went on for a while. It was pretty intense. But it was my entertainment for the I day. Was, so, Post
1: offices in New York. <laughs> I don't even know if I said that right. Post offices in New York were already operating at a level of rage equal to the current quarantine years oh, ago. yeah. Like they're already so understaffed <laughs> that it felt like you were. I, so I've seen those sort of run-ins before, but right now anytime somebody acts even remotely or responsibly, I get outraged when I'm out. And I've been out in public like three times this week, but yeah, that is very relatable, Dylan. Um, so here's another thing that I want to talk about with these celebrities. Um, you guys know something Navy, Ariel Charnas. You are familiar sure with her? Yeah.
4: She's finally
1: getting the backlash that I think the people who were really in the know already felt. But part of what happened with her, she was one of the first um, celebrities to chronicle her COVID test. And then, of course, she tested positive for it. But people are still outraged at her going and figuring out a way through back channels to get a test. And that's one of many examples of celebrities who have gotten tested when in fact they don't have serious symptoms. Do you think that she and people like her are part of the reason why the celebrity backlash has gotten the groundswell?
0: I, I mean, think like, it's definitely connected, but I think the, the backlash to the like making inspirational videos while you're chilling in your mansion is kind of a separate backlash from the right. special treatment in the medical arena. I think that's something that people more feel like is like a societal issue that these people have you know, this influence and are able to get, you know, special treatment. And it's it's really not a good look. And honestly, if I were a famous person and I could easily get a coronavirus test, I would probably just shut the fuck up about it. Because, you know, unless you test positive, it's like, you're not going to look good from being like, here I am getting my test. I know it's really hard for you guys, but like, it's not cute. Yeah,
2: I I just wonder... Because it's so funny to me because it's not like anyone is out here like exposing their secret business. They are choosing to make these things public and why, why not just choose not to post about it?
1: No, I agree completely. <laughs> I mean, she's doing it for the clout. I mean, she literally was hoping to get more followers by chronicling herself. Get, first of all, getting the test and then telling everyone that she tested positive. I assume she's telling... Well,
2: I kind of feel like the only reason people are not coming at her super, super hard is because she did, unfortunately, test test positive. If she Mm -hmm. had wasted a test for her own peace of mind, which is what, like, literally, like, city MD, like, my own doctor's office, like, everyone is saying, like, we cannot give you a test just for your peace of mind... Then, I think the backlash would have been even worse.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Not that you, I'm like condoning that she has it, of course, right. But I think it was a dumb decision to post about it until she knew if she'd had it or not.
1: yeah. what did you what do you guys think of all the uh, videos that Madonna's been putting out this week? Have you seen these, Dylan?
0: <laughs> I think Madonna is um just as eccentric as she's always been and the quarantine uh has maybe put that into focus a little bit more for some people who don't normally pay attention to her content but um madonna is having a grand old time well, at she's home surrounded like. by
1: servants um, That's the thing. there's a video of her, like trying to quote unquote heal herself and she has like five people in some weird hospital room in her house and i think she's shining light on her abdomen but it's like madonna if you want to stay well keep all these people away from you like you're not you're not a young woman anymore either but she's like all these videos of the other clearly that her assistants are filming of her and it is so tone deaf i think it's just people have less tolerance for that sort of tone deaf post during this time
0: whatever 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 house Madonna is self quarantining in, or doing a bad job of it, maybe it looks like a like a Victorian era mansion that like also is like a hospital or something. Like, <laughs> I <just> feel like <laughs> <laughs> there's all these like ornate settings, and then like the bathtub looks like it's from like the 1920s. Like, I I want to know where she is, and I would like a full video tour after this, honestly. Oh
2: yeah, like Kim Kardashian's fridge tour, but for like madonna's what did you call it hospital mansion
0: <laughs> like victorian like oh. american horror story asylum but like also a mansion
1: <laughs> i have one more question but you. did you guys see january jones video of how she makes her bath she took us on a, her bathtub tour did, did you watch explain this video? explain it to me oh my god it's unbelievable she put so many things in it. she literally put a pound of salt in her bath and then got in there <laughs> Like, what is she trying to replicate? The Dead Sea. I guess so. It's so weird. It's like a whole recipe. She basically like put herself in a cauldron so that she could boil Uh, up uh, and serve herself to to Madonna for dinner. Because um, like, okay, it's bizarre. The video is hilarious. That sort of post, I'm almost. I have no problem. I actually like. She's not trying to bring perspective. She's just trying to bring her crazy to us. I'm cool with that. But I here's my last question for you guys before we move on to what everybody really is here for, Tiger King. Do you think that this backlash to celebrity culture and this idea that the celebrity culture is burning will have any lasting effect, or are we going to go back to life as we knew it once everything is normal again?
2: No, I mean, you forget how short of an attention span the world has. Um, Oh shit. I just spilled a ton of water on my floor. Fuck. Anyway. (laughs) um, Yeah. So I think it's just going to be back to business as usual. Like, I don't think there's going to be any kind of reckoning.
0: Yeah, Dylan? I think I think there might be some, I think there's going to be a period once we're, like, allowed to leave our houses where things are, like, a little bit weird and maybe, like, I don't yeah. know, everything will be weird for a minute, but I don't think, like, a year or two from now we're going to be like, oh, like, remember Gal Gadot? She put out that, that cringy video. Like, I'm not going to go see the new wonder woman movie because of that like eh, they'll be yeah. fine the second they have I something to promote they'll get off instagram and like
2: yeah i don't think we're gonna stop following celebrities but i wonder if like celebrities are gonna be held to a higher standard because like in this new york times article like pharrell like it used to be enough that you could like use your platform to
1: like right. the I don't know, advocate stuff? for
2: various causes but like <laughs> now when celebrities are posting about like donating and stuff everyone's like well why don't you put your money where your mouth is like what are you doing you have the money we're all getting furloughed and laid off like shut the fuck up basically right
1: and you're right you're absolutely right that's also one of the things that i think is causing a lot of this backlash is when people are hurting financially which a lot of people are right now, a lot of people listening right now, it is so stressful to lose your job, especially in a time like this. So when you see somebody else who has tons of privilege trying to bring perspective to you, that's when you want to show, like say, fuck you to those people. But the hopeful side of me says that we'll learn a lot of lessons from this crisis. Like there's, we've learned, we know, we've known, but we've, a lot of us have become aware of the fact that there are a lot of holes in our healthcare system and our safety net. And you would like to believe that going forward, we would actually patch those up and that people would kind of change the way that they react to these things. That's, yeah. that's the hopeful side of me. The realistic side of me says in a couple of years, we'll go back to exactly like things were. And the same goes for celebrity culture. We'll go back to watching all the shows that we watched and following all the celebrities that we followed. Right. And forget about this whole thing.
2: I mean, I'm hoping that there will be some kind of shift. I think at least like what Dylan said in the weird, like getting back to normal, term um but i don't know if it's going to be long term but we can hope
1: yeah i mean look what only time will tell it also depends how long we're stuck inside for i mean like <laughs> if we have enough time we can really turn on these celebrities guys we can put all our heads together and find a way to like burn all their houses to the ground at the i same mean
2: the new york times is like talking about how people were advocating to eat the rich and i'm like okay no one's
1: it's, seriously
2: it's advocating a, for that it's a phrase yeah <laughs> i know we're like they would taste terrible they only eat kale <laughs>
0: that's, that's yeah a good point, I, so. all i'll say is that if we're actually going to be if we're going to be social distancing till april 30th or whatever there is more than enough time for vanessa hudgens to fuck up again yes and you know she might not get that many more chances princess switch three might be canceled so <laughs> <you> never know <laughs>
3: We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with BASE, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with BASE. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. BASE is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels A cushioned handle Built in weight indicator Washable bags for your dirty clothes And all the interior pockets you need Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors And for shorter trips The Weekender bag is super functional And even has a place to store your shoes separately Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting slash batches Go to slash batches for 15% off your first purchase. That's b e i s travel.com/batches.
1: All right, you know what won't be canceled? Tiger King <laughs> If they come up with a sequel to this thing, I'm definitely watching it. Tiger King is basically the only pop culture event that's getting us through right now.
2: because Oh, absolutely. There's,
1: there's nothing else going on, and it is amazing. It is the show <laughs> that I have suggested to friends and family more than any other TV show or movie in the last, at least in 2020. And I think that that's true of a lot of people. Um, I think this show is getting by on merit not just on the fact that it's the only thing to watch. I think it would be a great show even if we weren't stuck inside. But obviously, first of all, the quarantine, this whole shelter-in-place thing is going to be inextricably tied to Tiger King forevermore. I mean, like in 20 years, oh, you're yes. going to look back and like, remember Tiger King? Oh, yeah, that was during the quarantine. What a crazy time that was. Absolutely. Um, so we, uh, if you go to bedges.com right now, there are articles by many talented writers, including. One of the people on the show right now, Sarah Levine, I love this Sarah, because people don't realize like we're also close personal friends behind the scenes. So you actually sent me this list before you published it just (laughs) as like a gift to me. So just to
2: be like, does this track? Because like (laughs) the thing is, I I'm fully aware that like everything that goes on in the documentary is objectively horrible, but like, For me, and what I wrote was like, it's also kind of amazing just because it is so quintessentially American. Yes, it is. That it's an escape almost because it's like, remember back when America was like a trash pile because everyone was just like trashy and not because we were in the midst of a pandemic. Like it's almost bad nostalgia for me.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like a simpler time when our problems were just this sort of thing.
2: Yes, a simpler time when, like you know, Americans were just on meth and doing ridiculous stuff, and not like, oh, everyone's like, you know, falling ill and losing their jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: W- when people try to say that America doesn't have culture, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just who said white people the, don't have culture? Look at the look at Winniewood, Oklahoma. Like, if you want, yes. if you want culture, you've got private zoos and. Uh, You know, somebody named Joe Exotic can run for president, and that's that's America, (laughs) baby. That's our culture.
2: So is when he's like, "I am a gay polygamist. I don't wear a suit." In his presidential campaign video, like
1: so American played. I I remember, by the way. (laughs) Okay, from here on out, if you haven't watched Tiger King yet, you can stick around. Like the show cannot be spoiled. But if you want to go watch it and come back to listen to this episode, fine. From here on out, it's this is a spoiler zone. The rest of you, the, the rest, the other ninety nine percent of America who've already watched the <laughs> show can continue listening. I, I think one of the things uh, I remember that segment on John Oliver's Last Week Tonight when you he, do. I remember I'm watching jealous. that one and being like, "Oh my god, that's this. This election is bananas. It's not just Donald Trump. There's other crazy people in this election." Uh, but also one of the things from that I did take away from the show because we have like a debate over, guns in this country, gun policy, gun culture, whatever. And then you watch the show and you're like, guns are fucking fun. I get it. Like if I could just shoot a gun at a tree and have it explode, cause I can buy all this stuff at my local Walmart. <laughs> like, I'd be a gun guy too. It, oh but, man. No, so, but there's so many, That that's one of that's so quintessentially American. I totally agree. We're going to go through, we have a series of categories here that we're going to cover. We're each going to share our answers to. We have the biggest outstanding questions, worst person in the show, the most shocking moments, biggest head scratchers, pet theories, et cetera, et cetera. But we're starting with the biggest, Biggest outstanding questions. There's an article right now on benches.com. 12 questions I still have after watching Tiger King by one Sarah Levine. <laughs> We're going to go through these one by one, Dylan. A non-exhaustive
2: go- list. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's not <laughs> exhaustive, even though the show is exhausting. Okay, everyone, is that really Joe's singing voice in all the music videos? You guys, he is the voice of an angel.
2: He does. Okay, so this was actually debunked very quickly. No, oh. and um, I'm sorry. So, um, Over My Dead Body, season two, was actually about Joe Exotic and it came out a while ago. And actually I'm pretty sure we did ads for it on Not Another True Crime podcast. And now <gasps> I'm kicking dead, myself. Huh? I'm Wait, so kicking and myself because we could have yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm kicking myself because we could have jumped on this train like way earlier, but hindsight is 2020. Um but so in um Over My Dead Body, they were like, yeah, he obviously didn't sing any of that for real. He hired this band to like do all of his songs and he <laughs> would just lip sync to it.
1: Oh my God, you just blew my mind. Dylan, did you know about this? I feel like everything's- I old. did
0: not know about that.
1: <laughs> if, if I didn't have a backlash to <laughs> celebrity culture before, now I really do. <laughs> so exotic, let me down. Okay, fine. That question's been answered. The next one that you wrote, Sarah, what happened to Mario? So oh Mario, my God. He's the real life Tony Montana? Yeah, Tony he's Montana? Scarface. Yeah, he's Scarface. He did disappear after episode two. What was that about? I
2: don't know because he, I could- I could use a spinoff on just him. Like he was the most fascinating person ever. Like he was smuggling drugs inside of animal carcasses. Like truly insane.
0: Yeah. The, the wild thing about Tiger King. And I think part of why it's has <laughs> been, thing been so Tiger King. About The only
2: one wild thing.
0: There, well, one wild thing about Tiger King is that there is yeah. truly just so much going on that like this guy who is, so so crazy and i'm sure there is like hours worth of stuff to unpack about him is like a footnote and yeah. he's not even like a main character yeah and so that's why i think people have loved talking about it so much is because there are so many things going on yeah. there's
2: so much to unpack like we could spend the next like 45 years unpacking it
1: i know i know <laughs> the entire duration of joe exotic's prison sentence we could still be talking about it is jeff Lowe going to jail that's your next question. So Jeff so, Lowe, he's the guy with the worst, uh, I'm sorry, the worst bandana <laughs> hat combination. Of, oh, truly the I worst. Mean, honestly, terrible. 60-year-old man with that, that combination. But he has clearly committed so many felonies in his life. I don't know how oh
2: he's not God. in prison. And he literally would say like, I don't want to end up with another felony. And I don't want to be in jail again for a felony. Not like <laughs> I don't want to go to jail
1: <laughs> he's like I don't know if you guys watched Lost he's like the real life Sawyer but without the hot body and face
2: oh yeah he's gross he's just a real life con. <laughs> uh, how he's able oh, to
1: wiggle out of these charges is unbelievable
2: yeah I, I mean I, I think that
0: he's the human embodiment of gas station erectile dysfunction pills <laughs> And uh, I think that's pretty accurate.
2: (laughs) That is a billion percent accurate, especially considering his poor child bride was like nine months pregnant. And he was already like, the second that baby pops out, you're getting back in the gym and we're hiring a nanny who I can fuck.
1: Yeah, it turns out. Okay, I will say it is proof positive that tigers can get you hot people. I don't know what the deal is, but it's like if you think that like babies and puppies are chick bait, then you haven't seen nothing until you've seen a baby tiger. Because he has a beautiful wife. Doc Antle has many beautiful wives. I mean, Joe's husbands. I mean, some of them are pretty attractive guys. And even I mean, and then you got Carol Baskin over here. She's snagging Orville Redenbacher. I mean, she's fucking killing it over there in Florida. (laughs) these guys are all cleaning the fuck up and it's because i there's something i think there's really something intoxicating about having a baby tiger and like the power of it makes a man more attractive to people or in carol's case i don't know whatever she is is attractive but she gets men too
2: hey carol was a hottie back in the day don't get me wrong i'm
1: not i'm not coming for carol's looks i'm just saying there's something about tigers
2: i mean i know that the takeaway of this was supposed to be like petting tiger cubs is bad but i'm pretty i hope that i'm not the only person who walked away like oh my god they're so cute well they are
1: it's there's there's a reason why people <laughs> it's, a fact. it's a fact it's effective i mean if you went to one of here's the other thing too if you went to one of these zoos i'm going to give credit to anybody who went to one of the, like joe's zoo and petted a a, a a baby tiger you assume when you go to a zoo that these are responsible people who care about animals and even those people who work there think they care about the animals
2: we are all. I gotta say, though, like, so I recommend everyone do this. I've been reading Yelp reviews of, of Big Cat Rescue and the GW Zoo. Carol has great reviews before she got brigaded by one star reviews of people accusing her of killing her husband. Yeah. Joe's reviews are really bleak. It's like, okay. I read a few of them on Not Another True Crime podcast, but I just remember one of them referencing, like, when you walk in, the smell of desperation just hits you. <laughs>
1: okay. Because <I mean>, uh. <laughs> on camera, his zoo looks like a fun place to visit. It does. I mean, I, what I'm saying is I get how people could go there and be naive to the fact that this is a horrible thing that's going on here. But obviously, the Yelp roo- roo- Sure. Otherwise, all right, let's fly through the rest of some of these. Um, is Doc Antle still running a sex cult? Is he? I actually don't want to know the answer to that I this. mean, Yes. 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 Okay. But they, like, again... Rated. The most... The, he did get rated by the, the FBI. The most recent the photo document. on
0: his Instagram is of Moksha with an animal, so...
2: And he's still operating, even though, even in the midst of this pandemic. Like, what a jackass. And what also was wild to me was like, he's clearly, again, an unsavory character, but because everyone else was so batshit crazy, he mm-hmm. seems like the most rational, level-headed one
1: i agree to me even though well we'll get to it in our list of worst people but uh, he's a pretty horrible guy uh did carol kill her husband i mean dylan we agree yeah yeah, yeah. okay she killed her, right? allegedly, I know, I know yes. sarah, yeah. sarah allegedly I've, yeah sarah you're i've doubts? been
2: tweeting a lot about carol um just because i feel semi bad because everyone on the internet has like rallied against her um, I I don't think that a meat grinder was involved. I'll say that that seems a little bit too salacious, mm-hmm. and like and like Sweeney Todd esque.
1: Yeah. um yeah.
2: I don't know what happened. I know. I don't know what happened. I don't think he just like fucked off to Costa Rica and left all his money behind. No. Maybe he like. Maybe he tried to Gone Girl himself.
1: <laughs> it does it has it has Ooh. Gone Girl vibes, That's true, but he would have shown up. at I've seen the. Well, ending he, he would be on. dead he now by, by the
2: time this came out because he was like sixty when he disappeared, right?
1: Yeah, and that was like like he could have very well
2: already passed away.
1: Yeah. I okay, don't know, a couple, man. couple more questions. Are Joe and Dylan still married? And not yes. Dylan, not like yes. our Dylan, like that Dylan. They are still married, which you had yeah. to Google it. I'm that guy is right or die, man. People oh. are devoted to Joe.
2: Even John, who was apparently. Not gay the whole time. Like, he was with Joe for like 10, 11 years.
1: Yeah, I know. I kind of actually <laughs> yeah. think John w- is. I mean, I don't think John is fully not into guys. I think it's okay to say that, like, you know, he's <laughs> that sexuality is fluid. It's fine. I do think. I know. I think the there, were, other there was husband, definitely... Travis, did not seem gay to me at all. Like, that yeah. guy seemed like he got conned into the marriage.
2: People on the internet have kind of been like pointing out how Netflix, like, may have engaged in some, like, bi erasure, which I feel like is very common, especially for men. Yeah. Um, they also didn't, mm-hmm. like, they just had a bad handling of sexuality in the documentary. Like, they misgendered Saf, like, throughout the whole series.
1: Um, what is gender? What is Saf's gender?
2: Saf was the the staff member who got no, no. his arm be- um, bitten off. And, and he
1: identifies as... He's as a
2: male, him. and okay. they credited him as Kelsey, like, half the time. Oh. or like kelsey saf and he pref- he prefers to be called saf so i just wanted to also note that
1: <laughs> okay yeah no i mean that's actually good to note because you're right that was not clearly established in the documentary all right last uh outstanding question that i'm going to review here uh what about all the okay hold on, hold on hold on well no there's two what's howard's deal howard is the campaign manager Howard is Carol's uh husband. Oh no, that's that Howard. I'm Carol's sorry. husband. Yeah. How oh, sorry, of course Howard is Orville Redenbacher. Yeah, what is his deal? Where did he <laughs> even come into this whole thing? Where did they meet? I mean, this is like Prematch.com.
2: Oh, he definitely met her on some crazy Tiger Kink website. Like those wedding photos.
0: Yes. There are yes. just
2: some crazy, crazy white people
1: shit.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then the last question. Yeah, he's into it. He he knows what he signed up for. Oh, totally. Uh,
1: and then lastly what was with that jet ski shot in the final episode that was that was with james right oh yeah james garrett who
2: has, was like the fbi snitch
1: he is the snitch he has the third worst haircut in the show and he <laughs> <Who> the, <that laughs> jet the ski shot was unbelievable well i gotta go through my 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 haircut <laughs> rankings i mean joe was obviously the absolute worst
2: yes I guess maybe but in,
1: in right. that same vein the best yeah Okay, Dylan, do you have any more outstanding questions that might not have been covered in Sarah's episode? Okay, so list? my
0: my burning question is whether Dylan, who is Joe exotic's current husband, I want to know if he's gonna become an Instagram influencer um because I've looked at his Instagram and he has like over twenty thousand followers and he is posting regularly, and I feel like he might be uh he might be the winner at the end of this. I know he's still married to Joe, but I could see him um. I could see him getting some endorsements on Instagram.
1: Dylan, my, <laughs> I'm, I'm I promise you there are no winners at the end of this. Uh, my outstanding question is actually, and you guys can answer this for me, but are all of the employees at big cat rescue in Florida still working for free? Like, did they not realize that she makes money off of this fucking place?
2: Right. That's the craziest thing to me. Cause I've had some comments that are like that, that people are upset about like the way that Carol's, business is being portrayed and how like she actually does help the animals and her facilities are actually like nice and clean. And I'm like, okay, that's all well and good, but she's not completely innocent because she's, she has the money to pay people. Like at least Joe exotic and doc Antle are paying people a nominal amount of money. Like what is her excuse? Really?
1: Agreed. I, I mean, yeah. My, and it's one thing to pay someone. A week. A
2: week. <laughs> right. But it's one, some, it's one thing to pay someone like, you know, minimum wage or whatever, yeah, or like right. or to not pay someone for like ten hours a week of their time, but they're working like 12 hour shifts.
1: Well, and I thought that was interesting because Doc Antle clearly is running a legitimate cult. <laughs>
2: um
1: yes. I think Joe Exotic was running more of like a criminal enterprise rather than a cult. I think he's was the least cult yeah. Of, but I he think he had a cult of personality. Cult of personality. I think that Carol Baskin I think in the show was trying to hint at this is the way that she created that tiered volunteer system where you wear a certain color of blue and you're an intern, you have to wait years to upgrade that amount of free labor that she's like squeezing out of these people reminds me of an MLM. Like it's like a pyramid scheme and those are at least preying on the same tendencies that cult leaders prey on. So in many ways, I think that she kind of has a bit of a volunteer cult but where everybody who's participating, their hearts are all in the right place.
4: Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable, and it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, a.k.a. Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery-soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most...
1: All right, let's go to our list of the worst people featured in Tiger King. And we're going to play off, this is, uh, we're going to shout out to Elise Morales, host of the Betcha Up podcast, who wrote an article, the official ranking of terrible people in Netflix is Tiger King. She started with Travis. I think she was saying, by putting him number 10, she's saying he's the best person, or at least the most, the person we are the most. The ranking is towards. from
2: least bad to worst. Mm-hmm.
3: Least yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: Travis might be the only person who was actually good in the documentary, except yeah. for like maybe Saf I feel like because yes. he actually cared about the animals.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Travis. I mean, Travis is probably the biggest victim, I, and I, th- I, I think that the the filmmakers made a conscious choice to um, not go too deep into the ending of his story because they just didn't want to say anything irresponsible does that make sense
2: the fact that they showed poor josh the campaign manager watching travis
1: shoot himself was it was jarring yeah truly yeah all right D- brutal. next she has john john Finlay. i don't think john actually comes off as a bad guy here but maybe john was complicit in this stuff for years so i don't really know
0: he, he's, he's i good mean, these like, days though he he did get some nice new veneers or something. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's like they're all varying levels of bad. Like, I don't think John Finley was like one of the worst people, but, you know, nothing here was like above board, really. Yeah. Agreed, agreed.
1: Not a single...
2: Thing was above board, <laughs> up to code.
1: John, uh, then, then she has Josh Dial, aka that's that's the campaign manager. I kind of like Josh. <laughs> she, he he met he Joe. He was the at,
2: one, the one few voices of sanity in this whole thing.
1: Agreed. Howard Baskin. Well, I don't really have a strong opinion on Howard Baskin, except that man sure wears a collar well. Because at their at their wedding when he's wearing like the cat outfit, oh, that, boy! <laughs> they have got a fetish going and it is, I mean, that's the realness going strong. Uh, James Garretson, We love, I honestly, I love him in this show. He's again, he's the snitch. Uh, um, he is the
2: snitch. I love how he acted like he was controlling the federal prosecutors when he was like, who knows? I'm not dumb with you yet. It's like, yeah, but the government is like, this isn't your call, dude.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's, let's jump <laughs> top five. So, so then we've got Mario, Mario, he's not really featured much. He's Tony Montana. He's, he's not really in it. Then we've got Jeff Lowe, Doc Antle, number two, Joe exotic, and number one, Carol Baskin. Do you guys have any qualms with those top four? How would you rank them?
0: Um, like, I the worst, when really, you asked me, me for my worst person, I just like was really struggling because I think like the three kind of like heavy hitters of doc joe and carol are all like pretty bad but in different ways i'm the most like skeeved out by doc Antle because i think he's like basically conned these women into like spending their entire lives like serving him yeah. um but, i mean who knows who the worst person is it's it's kind of like nobody like you said nobody wins here I
1: think that like the popular answer is to go with Carol because she's the one that's easiest to hate because she's such a fucking hypocrite. But I think it's clear in reality. If you actually like spent 10 years with any of these people, I think Joe exotic is actually the worst person.
2: I think actually, Joe, Joe is like, to me for some reason, I don't know why you find yourself rooting for him. I know. Cause I think the thing is like Joe exotic is not calculating. He's just an idiot yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you add up all the bad things he's done, he clearly tops the list. And the problem for me is like, if you take Carol's alleged murder aside, she's really just guilty of like, not paying people and being a bit of a hypocrite.
1: murder aside and slave labor aside. She's just a hypocrite. But like honestly, in America, at least today, I think being a hypocrite is probably the thing that outrages people the most. It really is. We can forgive people for crimes because we're all about second chances, but hypocrisy means you haven't learned your lesson.
2: Ooh, that's true. You know? However, I would—I don't know why I'm like defending Carol, but I just feel like somebody has to. Um, I-, I don't think that she's necessarily much better than Doc. She's obviously better than Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if she did once breed tiger cubs, like if she's not doing it anymore... Mm -hmm. And if she's learned her lesson and she's advocating against it.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to most shocking moments. Dylan, give me your most shocking moment from the entire seven episode series.
0: Okay. So this was tough, but I think the thing that personally like impacted me the most was when they showed the pizza that you just know is from the Walmart meat truck.
1: (laughs) Yes. Pizzeria (laughs) P I Z Z A. Pizza. Which is not how you Uh, spell pizza. Honestly,
0: also for worst moment, I just said anything with the Walmart meat truck because (laughs) oh God, I'm not I don't get weirded out about food usually. Like I'm not a vegetarian or anything, but oh god, that meat truck was foul. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) the fact that it's called a meat truck is just like (laughs)
1: woof. I know. Uh Sarah, what's your shocking moment? Do you have one? I mean, other than the whole show
2: my most shocking moment here.
1: I'll I'll give you one and you might agree with it. I actually think the most shocking thing in the whole show is Saf, AKA Saf, the realist AKA Saf, a real bit the realest bitch. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) returning to work five days after getting his arm ripped off. Unbelievable.
2: The crazy thing too, was that he was like, um, they were like, well, you can do like physical therapy for two years or something and keep your arm. And he was like, nah, just cut it off. I gotta go back to work.
1: He's and I'm like, <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how tough you think you are, you're not as tough as Saf. But I kind of wish that the filmmakers had shown the footage of Joe saying, I'll never recover from this financially to Saf so that Saf could realize, don't sacrifice your body and your well-being for an employer. I don't even care. I mean, Saf um, cares about how about cats.
2: how about the fact that when this happened, Joe put on an EMS vest or jacket, and yes. then told all the people in the gift shop, "Like, hey, just so you know, you're welcome to still see the animals, but an employee got their arm ripped off just now."
1: Honestly, that <laughs> had, that's the craziest moment, right, Sarah? That's gotta have be fun, that.
2: buy some merch. <laughs> that's right. gotta be in- insane. Like,
1: <laughs> it really that was that was bananas.
2: Like, Dude. we're running a ten percent off merch with promo code <sighs> ARM.
1: Uh, that is that is if you had told joe that at the time he would have said it's a great idea Um, (laughs) all right craziest head scratchers i just have the whole alligator enclosure mystery
2: did you guys know those were apparently michael jackson's alligators
0: no No. i'm i'm out Um. i saw that
2: in a news article that's a shocking moment yeah truly shocking first of all why was michael jackson i'm gonna google this why was he storing his alligators at this bootleg oklahoma zoo
0: maybe they went there after he died and like neverland got shut down
1: could be that's
0: probably yeah, yeah
2: it's literally true so if you google michael jackson alligators fire there's an la times article from 2015 about how his pet alligators burned alive in this fire. Wow! How do they leave that out?
0: That is strange. <laughs> do you That's guys have really no time? I know. Yeah. Um, mine I think was the music just really like fuck <laughs> like messed with my mind. And like my friend was asking me like what my favorite song was from Tiger King, and I was like I don't have a favorite song. Um, I don't like first any of all, of the only
2: correct answer is I saw a tiger.
0: <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like i'm not trying to re-listen to any of these songs so i'm not gonna go on spotify and pick a favorite one
1: absolutely
2: but that is the favorite one i'm sorry
0: yeah that, okay. that is, that's what i would go with too sarah's right i will use that answer from now on because that's um, the
1: best one all right, guys, right let's just let's jump ahead and close this out with with a, a little segment i want to call give me more this is <laughs> if you could have a spinoff, you can name as many of them as you want. Because pretty much I would have a spinoff of every person featured in the show. But if who would you want to get their own spinoff from the series?
2: Oh my God, Tony Montana, easily. Oh, I didn't yeah,
0: even think of that. That was my it. answer.
1: You're right. Because that's the person they got the least footage of, but probably has the most stories to tell.
0: Oh, yeah. That's right. Really like good. I'm sure Doc Yntel has some more skeletons in the closet, and I would be interested to hear about those. But Mario is the one who I really I really need to know the main points about yeah. and I don't yeah. feel like we got them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My, mine would actually just be James Gerritsen, the guy on the on the jet ski, because I just want to see a whole show about his <laughs> weird eBay shop. Like I wanna I want to see it basically like he's pawn stars, but for whatever the hell he's doing. That's what I want to see. And then I really honestly, we didn't even talk about him on this episode, but a whole doc antle show would be fascinating like yeah we, oh we yeah but he,
2: he'll that. never let cameras back in i think never never again he flew a little too close to the sun on this <laughs>
1: he did uh dylan hafer great job by you today on this show thank it's you sarah, thank you sarah levine you as well this is I'm here I mean, all week doing,
2: to talk about tiger king
1: doing, talking about tiger king should we, we'll be doing she'll be doing another spinoff podcast called sarah's takes on doc Antle. she's going to be doing that one <laughs> that's a new feed that'll be popping up
2: uh, oh, yes. Okay, yes. guys,
1: don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell us what you thought of this episode. Tell us what you think about the show. And don't forget to check out Good Influence Fun at Good Influence Fun on Instagram right now, which has just launched today. All right, guys, talk to you later. All right,
2: thank you.
3: Bye. Betches.